0: Hello, welcome to my Sober Militia Podcast. Today's episode is called, Finding Our Wise." As many of you know, I spend a lot of time reflecting on my sober journey. More specifically, I spend a lot of time trying to understand the differences between my journey and others' journeys. From day one of my sobriety, it became clear to me that not all paths are created equal. For some, the journey is incredibly difficult and lifelong. For others, the journey is a struggle, but a struggle with an end in sight. Still, others experience the journey as simply a hopeful survival from one day to the next. Occasionally, you will hear about a journey with far fewer obstacles, struggles, and dependencies on things outside our control. It is these more rare occasions I find the most intriguing. I am intrigued by these journeys partly because it is how I found my experience to be, but it is also because I am obsessed with why there is such disparity in the difficulty of experiences from one person to the next. How can one person experience such pain and torment on their path, while another can experience ease and grace? I believe the answers lie in the whys. Before we can even begin to start an effective campaign toward successful sobriety, we have to find our answers to a few questions. More importantly, we have to find the courage to be truly honest about our answers to these questions. As addicts, we have found it far too easy to justify our problems away. We quickly learned how to manipulate our and others' feelings to achieve our desired results. When we didn't like the way we felt about a particular situation, We learned how to deflect our true feelings and pass the buck on to someone else. One of the most effective skills in an addict's backpack of survival is the ability to divert blame, responsibility, and accountability away from ourselves and onto others. It is how we maintained our status of unreliability while still receiving sympathy and even help from those around us. If we cannot separate ourselves from our usual self-preservation tactics, it is going to be very difficult to find our truths. Without our truths, we cannot truly answer the difficult questions necessary to set us free from our self-imposed constraints. Without our truths, we cannot find the strength and courage to dig deep enough to uncover our truest selves. Without our truths, we cannot effectively walk down the path of successful and easy sobriety. At this point you may be asking yourself, what are the questions that can help us find our truths? The questions are simple, the answers not so much. Nevertheless, the questions start with, why? Why do I drink? At first glance you are probably thinking this is an easy question to answer. You may even think it is a waste of your time to ponder such a question. Why do I drink? That's easy. I drink because it tastes good. I drink because it makes me feel good. I drink because I need it to relax. I drink because it allows me to be more myself. You may say to yourself, this is nothing new. I've thought about all of this and it doesn't help me get any closer to living successfully without alcohol. The reason none of these thoughts or beliefs help us get any closer to successful sobriety is that nowhere in any of those thoughts or beliefs lies any amount of truth. This is not to say we do not believe them to be our truths. This is to say they are simply the lies we and alcohol have told ourselves to deflect our real truths and emotions. In order to find our truths, we have to be open and willing to dig deeper. We have to be open and willing to be vulnerable. We have to be open and willing to get to know our truest selves. Why do I drink? First of all, let's dispel the obvious lies we have often told tell ourselves about drinking. Alcohol did not taste good. Our first introduction to alcohol was of a rancidness we could barely chug down. In fact, it tasted so bad, we often grimaced and even gagged with every swallow. How absolutely absurd is that truth? The idea that alcohol makes us feel good is just silly. The only thing it truly does is numb our feelings. It allows us to not feel anything, emotionally and physically. It actually detracts from our ability to be present in any given situation. The idea that alcohol allows us to relax is partly true. The numbness we feel when consuming does temporarily erase some stressors from our daily lives. It gives us a moment of freedom. The problem is, while alcohol is numbing our ability to feel stress, the stressors are continuing to pile up all around us. Eventually, when the numbness wears off, we still have to face the circumstances that created the stress in the first place. The relaxation we hoped to find in alcohol turned into an amplification of our original stress. Finally, alcohol does nothing to allow us to be ourselves. It wipes away the inhibitions built to protect us from harmful, embarrassing, and even deadly situations. Without our inhibitions, we are more willing to do things we would never do without alcohol. Alcohol does not make us more ourselves. It turns us into somebody nobody knows, including ourselves. It makes us dangerous, careless, and simply unpredictable. If that is more us, then we have even more dire issues to deal with. Why are these answers to why we drink so prevalent? They exist because The Society of Alcohol touts them repeatedly and incessantly through advertising, marketing, social media, television, movies, books, and even word of mouth. We have been conditioned to believe these are the reasons we drink because they do not feel intrusive. They are acceptable answers to questions we do not want to find the true answers to. If we dig deeper, we will find there are many more real answers present to this question of why. I cannot speak for you, but I can speak for myself. Here is my answer to the question, why did I drink alcohol? Why I drink. I used to drink because I developed a few core beliefs early on in my life. Why these core beliefs were built is not as important as understanding and accepting them as who I was and why I acted and drank in the way I did. One of the core beliefs I developed involved believing I held no worth. I truly believed I was worthless. I never felt I had much to offer. I would try, but I always seemed to fail at the things I thought would validate my worth. The problem was, I never understood failure to be part of the human condition. I didn't know our value was not judged by our failures, but by our learning and growing from our failures. Another core belief I developed was a belief I did not deserve to be happy. I truly believed the mistakes I made and the perception I held of the things I had done wrong in my life warranted my living a life of misery and unhappiness. It never occurred to me that all people and all living things deserve to be happy from birth. I never experienced it, so how could it be true? While there are many other core beliefs I developed and could talk about in regard to my drinking, I will end with the one final belief I believe important in this context. I developed a core belief about my inability to succeed. If I'm honest, I developed a core belief I could not succeed in anything. This is not to say I did not desire to succeed. I did. I just knew, from my history, I could not succeed and eventually gave up trying. Now, let's look at those core beliefs and how they facilitated my drinking lifestyle. It does not take a highly intelligent person to unveil my reasons for drinking. At my core, I believed I was worthless, deserving of misery, and unable to succeed no matter how hard I tried. What a miserable existence. It's a wonder I even survived feeling the way I did about myself and my life at all. I drank because I could not stand who I was on a personal level. I drank because numbing the truth was easier than facing it. I drank because if I didn't, I had to face my failures, misery, and lack of worth every day. I drank to escape the beliefs I created and to prevent myself from having to feel unwanted feelings. I drank to escape my truths. Needless to say, none of this feels good to admit. But until I do, I am voluntarily trapping myself in a pattern of negative self-talk and thinking. I am ensuring I do not learn from my mistakes and grow. I am ensuring I continue down the wrong path. I am ensuring I will never become the person I want to be. I am ensuring a long and arduous journey. On the contrary, when I admit my truths, I am finally able to begin changing those negative core beliefs. I'm able to work toward developing positive core beliefs. I'm able to work towards growth. I'm able to begin walking down the path of easy sobriety. Why do I want to stop drinking? At first glance, you may be thinking this too is an easy question to answer. Once we understand and accept why we drink, we can then begin to ask the ultimate question. Don't be fooled. The answers to this question are not any easier than the answers to the previous question. In fact, it could be argued this is an even more difficult question to answer honestly. Why do I want to stop drinking? That's easy. I'm tired of hangovers. I'm tired of feeling guilty. I'm tired of doing stupid shit. I'm tired of losing friends. I'm tired of... This list could be endless. But are these actually part of your truth? I'm sure you are thinking, of course, they are. These are all the reasons I want to stop drinking. On some level, I do agree with you. On another level, however, these reasons may not withstand the test of time. Why? Because time has a way of erasing our bad memories. Time has the power to reduce and distort the true reality of our pasts. Time can actually be a burden if our reasons for quitting drinking are trivial or mundane. Even health may not be a strong enough reason. Why? Because as we begin to feel better, time once again rears its ugly head and begins telling us it was not that bad. We have to dig deeper to find our truest why in regards to wanting to quit drinking. It has to come from a fundamental core level to stand the test of time. Why I wanted to quit drinking. Again, I cannot speak for you, but I can speak for myself. Here are some of my core reasons for wanting to stop drinking. During my first therapy session with my therapist, whom I no longer see because I outgrew the need for therapy regarding addiction, she asked me a simple question. For those of you who do not know me very well, I originally went to therapy for help regarding several addictions. Her question was this. What would you like to be doing if you were not engaged in all of your addictions? To this I replied, I'd be more present with my family. I would read more, write more, do more photography, and exercise more. I didn't even have to think about it. That was what I wanted. Her question was a simple way to reframe the previous question, why do you want to stop drinking? I too would have answered that question differently, and it would have incorporated feeling tired of the feelings associated with drinking. From day one in therapy, we concentrated on what I wanted, not what I didn't want. I didn't know it at the time, but this was the foundation for why my eventual sobriety would be easy. I never tried to stop feeling sick. I concentrated instead on feeling good. I incorporated new behaviors, routines, and attitudes to help me be more productive. Everything I did was in an effort to do more of something I wanted rather than to do less of something I did not want. I developed a positive mindset by concentrating on nothing but positive thinking. Trying to quit something negative focuses our attention on the negative. It envelops us in negative thinking patterns. I can't drink. I hate alcohol. I'm tired of screwing up. I am miserable. I am lonely. I am no fun anymore. Nobody will like me sober. All of these thoughts are associated with concentrating on the lack of something in our lives. When we shift our mindset to the positive, we begin saying things like, I feel so much better. I love waking up sober. I am more productive. I am strong. I am powerful. I can do so much more than I ever thought. I am the best version of me. When we begin to accomplish goals and achieve success, it is truly contagious. Not only do we feel better about ourselves, but people around us also begin to feel better about us. Not only that, people around us get inspired by our positivity and want to jump on board too. Along with my change in thinking came a desire to learn more about the Society of Alcohol. I began reading books about alcoholism. It virtually took me no time to come across a piece of literature I have mentioned many times in my blogs. Annie Grace's This Naked Mind helped change my perception of alcohol on a fundamental level. Once I saw what was happening around me in regard to the propagation of alcoholism, I could not unsee it. I became somewhat obsessed with what I had learned about the society of alcohol. I focused a lot of my attention in that direction until I ultimately found myself wholly disenfranchised with alcohol at a core and fundamental level. I saw the lies in marketing, advertising, social media, literature, and movies. I heard the lies told by one person to another on a daily basis. I saw the shrines built to glorify alcohol in grocery stores, bars, malls, and even in our homes. Everything about alcohol screamed lies to me, and I no longer wanted anything to do with it. I no longer told myself I could not have alcohol. I told myself I do not want it. That is the fundamental difference between easy and difficult sobriety. It's not that you can't have it, it's that you don't want it. Your turn. Remember, Before you can truly begin walking the successful sober walk, you have to ask yourself the whys. Why do I drink and why do I want to stop drinking? Ask yourself these questions and don't stop asking them until you are able to find your real truths about why. If you are struggling to discern the difference between menial and fundamental truths, here's something to keep in mind. Most of the time, your answers to both the why questions will have nothing to do with alcohol. Start there and then give yourself permission to dig deep. The deeper you go, the more real you will find your truths. The more real your truths, the easier your sobriety and journey. My truths brought me here doing something I love. Where will your truths bring you? For those of you who don't know me yet, um, my partner and I quit drinking at the same time and it's been an experience that uh, we've shared a lot uh, with each other throughout our time. And recently we were talking about this idea of uh, easy sobriety that I keep talking about because both of our experiences has been such. And while I know a lot of people don't understand that and don't relate to that idea, I still believe deep down that they're is a reason why we have had that experience and it's become somewhat of a mission of mine to try to understand the difference between easier and more difficult sobriety and with that in mind we were talking a little bit about some of the stuff I do with writing and podcasts and my blog and we were talking about trying to bring things back to a more fundamental foundational level and it comes down to the two questions I talked about in the blog today, which is, why do I drink, and why do I want to stop drinking? And I think it's, it's easy to jump to that kind of commonality in terms of why we think we want to quit drinking or why we think we drink. Right? Um, the easy answers are, you know, because it makes me feel good. It makes me able to do things I wouldn't do when I wasn't drinking, it makes me relax, it, um, it tastes good, whatever it is. You know, these are all things we've heard forever. But I don't think they're, you know, found out foundationally enough to really grasp us at that core level, to, to really get us thinking about what's going on here. And as I said in the end of the blog, when we think about these questions, if you're answering with anything in regard to alcohol, I'm wondering if there's a disconnect there because alcohol is more the, I don't know, the, uh, the thing that happens after, you know, it's the thing that we use to, uh, escape from something else or the thing we use is the, um, way to mask our parts of ourselves. We don't like, Or what have you so when we say those things like you know it tastes good or it makes me feel good and all these kind of things it's really easy to if you take the time to to back up and look at those statements like it lets me relax well I mean that's just an obvious thing once you think about it does it really I mean it does for a moment you know it numbs all your senses so yeah your body can't help but relax a little But the problem is, is the reason we were tense and stressed in the first place came from something else outside of alcohol. So we allow this chemical to numb us so we don't have to deal with that thing. And then we wake up the next day feeling like shit and less able to deal with the stress that originally started the problem in the first place. And then while we were relaxing, quote unquote, uh, the stressors were piling up and then became even harder to deal with so it's just silly right to say that's why i'm drinking it's not because it helps us relax same with the idea of taste i mean nowadays it's a little different because they're flavoring everything which just makes this whole idea of the society of alcohol more infuriating to me because they're making it easier for people to drink in the beginning without how i remember it i remember the hating the taste i remember gagging through it it was awful so it's maybe a little bit different now but for some of us that started it wasn't a joyful experience but regardless what i was trying to get at is to kind of you know we got to dig a little deeper we got to take the time to uh, look within and and figure out what what happened that got us to that point where we needed that escape because that's really all it is and we all know that self-medication we've heard all of it and for me it was these core beliefs and it's something i've been spending a lot of time on and studying a lot i'm uh Researching it as much as I can because I I I think it's 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 uh, at its core base one of the most valid aspects of why we do what we do, especially in terms of addiction. And so for me, I pointed out a few of those core beliefs. You know, feeling unworthy, feeling like I don't deserve to be happy, feeling like I can't do anything right. Those were things I developed over a very long period of time. And the more I drink, the more those became true, right? Because how could I be successful when I'm constantly numb and unable to feel? You know, how can I be happy when I'm constantly hungover? So it's just a self-perpetuating kind of, you know, thing that kind of gets out of control. And so that was where I was trying to think about it in the terms of why do I drink? It's It's not because of alcohol. Alcohol really has nothing to do with it. Alcohol is just the thing we go to, because it can be a drug, it can be nicotine, it can be sex, it can be a lot of things. So it's it's finding out that your why. Why do I drink? And my partner, you know, came from a very different um, aspect of this, is where hers tended to be more about um, fitting in, doing something that um, had a perception of elegance, you know. and And that's what drew her in. You know, she really didn't come from the same background I did and didn't have the same needs that I did for alcohol. But then once, of course, she started using it for those reasons, then the addiction still kicks in regardless. And so the second question, the second why was, why do I want to stop? And again, this might not sit well with some people, but I do believe that if your answer has to do with alcohol, it's a temporary answer. And I don't think it's going to carry. And the reason that's true, and I hear it all the time, is people talk about being, you know, 30 days in, 60 days in, they felt really good, started to feel comfortable. They start asking that other question. I wonder if I can still drink. I wonder if I could drink in moderation. And because time starts to erase all those problems that we had in the first place. And I even broke it down to the idea of health, you know, even though health is a good reason to quit drinking, it may not be the reason that allows you to quit easily because, like the other, once we quit, we start to feel good. And the better we start to feel, the stronger we get. And we start to think we can still drink. And that's why none of these these, um, reasons as far as why you want to quit drinking, they don't really have anything to do with alcohol. It's got to be something else. It's got to be something bigger deeper, more personal and at your core fundamental level before it can really take hold and make it easy for you to do. And that's what happened for me. Like I said, you know, in therapy, that question that my therapist asked was not why I want to quit drinking. She asked, what do you want to do when you're not? And it was easy. I just rattled off all these things I wanted to do. And I'll tell you what, I'm doing all of those things all the time and I'm happier than I've ever been. (laughs) And it's because I approached it from that level. I approached it from a a positive mindset of wanting to go after something I wanted, not to get rid of something I didn't. Because I think as soon as we try to quit something that's negative, And we're focusing on negative, and the negative kind of takes over. And it makes sense when you think about it. I'm not saying these are easy things to do, but it's if you can find your thing. That's really what it comes down to is, what's the thing you need to push you over the edge? The other thing it was for me was that knowledge. Once I started looking into it more and more, and I started really kind of grasping onto that idea of um, you know, the Society of al- Alcohol, kind of like uh, Annie Grace talks about it, in The Snake Mind*. I couldn't get away from it. It's just, it's all I saw. Everywhere I went, everything I did, every movie I watched, every book I read, it's like bam, 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 bam. It's just all right there in front of me. And, you, and I just couldn't get away from it. And it was to the point that I got so disenfranchised with the idea of alcohol that I didn't want anything to do with it. Period. It'd be like, I don't know, think of a friendship of somebody who really screwed you over never wanting to see them again. I mean, it was like that. It was just done. And it wasn't even like an angry emotion for me. It just was, I want nothing to do with you. Stay away from me. And, you know, like I said, that really is kind of the difference, the defining difference between easy and difficult sobriety. It's that idea of thinking that you're not telling yourself, you can't have that thing. You're telling yourself, I don't want that thing. And if you can make that difference, then your journey is going to be much different, much easier. And that's what I have experienced. And I hope that that's what I can help others experience because I know it's out there. I know it's possible. I've seen it. I've talked to others. Like I said, my partner and I both had the same experience. And so I'm going to keep plugging along, trying to find ways to articulate it in ways that might resonate with people so that they can have a more easy and uh, joyful experience. And An experience that ends. Because like I've said before, you know, I don't believe in the idea of being an addict forever or being in recovery forever. For me, I'm not an addict and I am recovered because it's not that I can't have anything because I don't want those things that are bad for me. I think that's the fundamental truth. Thanks again, you guys, for reading my blogs, listening to my podcasts. As always, it's been a pleasure you know exploring these things and hearing your feedback and talking to the people willing to share their own stories and kind of getting different ideas and and even the times when you know we don't agree and things are a little bit different and we have to kind of work through some different things i, I appreciate all of that because it helps me learn too and it helps me grow i hope i can help others grow that's why i'm here so i hope you guys had a great weekend it's monday starting a new week um stay safe stay strong stay sober